Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJN TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice, DJ Event Planner, DJ Trivia, Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases, NLFX Professional, Promo Only, and the DJ and TV Insiders. DJ Event Planner will change the way you manage and run your business. Streamline all of your procedures and software into one easy-to-manage system. DJ Event Planner, the ultimate online planning tool. Take it away. Anyone can anyone can say something. Hello. Hey. <laughs> this is Fly Robin with Howie Darkstar of Darkstar DJ Entertainment, Jimmy De Palma of Jimmy De Palma Entertainment, and Sean Passon of Shining City Music Entertainment. Glad to have you guys with us tonight. Good. Hello, Robin. Good group. Good group. We have been around for some time and watched the internet become a big part of the average DJ's mobile life. And Howie and I were recently talking about how we watched young DJs grow from logging off at 10 p.m. <laughs> because it was their bedtime to thriving DJs operating profitable businesses. Howie, we were talking about uh, Brandon Harvilla. Of Red Max events. How long have we known him? Uh, it's it's at least a few years. Uh, he was still in high school when when he started tuning in. And my gosh, did that young man take off? He's got a thriving business going on Long Island now. Yeah, Jimmy has also watched Brandon grow up too in the business. Mm. Yep, I um I did some stuff for him, some graphic stuff. Um, mm -hmm. I remember he was working at Wendy's. I didn't even know he was working at Wendy's. Yeah, when I first met him, I'm pretty sure he said Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. He used to say, you know, he'd be in the chat room and saying good night. And now he's, ah, uh, I just, I want to share one little picture because he's really uh, grown. 
And if I can get this, do this right, there he is. He's really grown a lot. And this is this doesn't look like a kid. He doesn't look like the twenty one year old. All right, I, th I think it's cool. if I did it right. You didn't see it. It was a blank blank screen. Ah, uh, see how good. And I practiced that, and it still didn't work right. <laughs> but I wanted to show everybody. You know, like he's just like really grown up, and he's handling everything. He's emceeing all the. All his shows, he's co-oping and photo booth and playing drums. He's added the drum set to the uh, DJ and playing along with the DJ. I just, I just thought it was really important to bring him up and let other people know that they could probably look him up to see what he's up to because that's one way you can do things by looking up on the internet. Do you do that, Sean? You look up on the internet and see what other people are doing? Yes, I sure do. And I reach out to people. Um, I think the first person I probably met on here was Howie uh, by sending him a message. Uh, yeah, there are so many encouraging people around here on the internet. Um, that's, that's how I learned about our Bay Area uh, chapter of the ADJA. So yeah, there's so much you can learn. Yeah, I, I also uh, checked you out and found a, a, that video tip of you doing the Google search console. Mm -hmm. Okay, that was really interesting. How does that help your business grow? I'm just curious. I mean, I did look at it and I seen that you could find yourself. I found you really fast. I didn't couldn't find me, but I found you really fast. And that's one uh, video. Somebody might want to look up, but how's it helped your business? Well, I think what's important is to figure out how people are finding you. So, uh, using Google uh, Search Console helps you helps uh, determine what keywords are used to uh, define your business. Um, I, I think in looking at it, I've found that you know not everything is disclosed because it gives people some privacy. So. Not every Google search is, is tracked, at least publicly, but you can see just generally by keywords and, and large amounts of searches and those keywords where you show up and the keywords where you, uh, where someone clicks on your, uh, on your website. So it's, yeah, it's, it's vital. I mean, if, if anyone ever wondered um, how people are finding you, especially if they're looking at Google, um, yeah, Google Search Console, Google Analytics, are a couple of things that are, are must-haves. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be going over that video again because <laughs> uh, I'm not, you can't find me anywhere. I I changed my name too many times, I guess. Do you know of any seasoned DJs that you could think of, uh, Jimmy, that uh, have really, you know, made a, their footprint and other people might want to look up and check into? Well, ironically, um, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, his name's Rick Belanti. All right. Uh, mm -hmm. He's formerly a drummer. All right. Was a, a rock band. And he started DJing, oh, probably I think 15 or so years ago, maybe going on 20. And he, he's killing it. I mean, he's doing, he's a single op doing 60 plus events a year. And 
majority of them over a grand, well over a grand. And, um, you know, single op doesn't buy any advertising, just he just nails it on reviews. He's got, he's won the um, Wedding Wire 11 years in a row. Um, you know, it's, you know, it's pretty easy to get one here and there. All right, but to be consistent for 11 years and have that, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that really is 11 years. Impressive. Howie, how about you? Can you, you recommend anybody that you think some of the younger DJs might want to look up and check out? Even experienced DJs might want to do this. I got to tell you, uh, what it was is that I was putting up, uh, sharing some of the things I was doing. And when I went back to check my video on YouTube, um, a young fellow named uh, Ryan Red uh, came up as a suggested video because our content was similar. And here he had been doing it for over 10 years. And we became friends. And that would be, um, that was my go-to guy. And that's how John discovered me. <laughs> he actually said, Howie, I'd be, uh, like to talk to you. And I said, okay. I didn't even know who he was. And he said, I've been stalking you uh, for a couple of months. Yeah, that's what I got. I, I said, what, I don't know what you mean. He goes, oh, you know, your social media. And he said, you, you know, you you're you're just a you know all around clean guy with uh, with you know no drama and so forth and he invited me to be on the show and he interviewed me and then it just took off from there but it all started with me um with facebook suggesting i look at uh, someone with similar content to to mine yeah i also um i i admire brian a lot but I also admire Mitch Taylor of Taylor Weddings. Yes. I, I'm mentioning some of the their, uh, business names so people can find them. Mm -hmm. I think BSR is just BSR. <laughs> but you can yeah. find Brian all over YouTube by just checking out Brian Red or DJ NTV videos. And you can find Brian everywhere. Mm -hmm. But Mitch Taylor of Taylor Weddings, he has... A multi-op, and I just want to mention a, one multi-op in this. And he has a footprint in every aspect of the entertainment business. You know, he even is an officiant. <laughs> and he DJs. I, I don't really see him DJing much these days, but he DJs. And I just want to really point out if uh, anybody out there wants to become an officiant, uh, to be a backup officiant in case the officiant doesn't show up and, you know, you can be a superhero and cover. And uh, mm -hmm. if you want to become one, you can uh, get with the life or the Universal Life Church, the Universal Life Church, and become a minister. It's really easy. It's like $50 and you get all these certificates and everything. And you also get a parking sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that you can hang out and funny. And you can get a parking thing where you can get right up to the event and uh nobody's gonna mess with your, your vehicle. You can hang it right on there like a handicap sticker. So I kinda like that part. 
Yeah, Pastor Jay turned us on. Pastor Jay was on last night with Brian, and uh, a few years ago, he turned us on to that. Um, and he be, he became, uh, you know, an officiant uh, just for that very reason you said. And he has actually saved a few weddings, and he's all even gotten uh, phone calls where he is not the DJ. Hey, our, our officiant didn't show up. Can you come in? Yep. Boom, and he comes in, um, you know, yeah, save, a few save of us, the day. Yeah. yeah, a few of us took his advice like Scott did. And, and he's talking mm -hmm. about Jay Brennan. Jay Brennan, yep, the one and only. Yes, I wanted to make sure I mentioned Jay because uh, it was a big thing for him to do that. And I do mention it to my clients. Hey, you know, just in case, mm -hmm. I do a lot of, you know, DIY stuff. So they don't always... Mm -hmm bring in the most reliable people. So I say, just in case I'll be able to, to cover for you in case of emergency. And I think that's a good thing to have just something else in your little backup stuff in your kit to have. Right on. Because that's, I mean, we don't want somebody's data. I mean, have, I mean, have conflict, uh, extra stress. I mean, if we can, we can make a difference on somebody's wedding day at somebody's event. Um, yeah, I mean, we just, we just go for it. Yeah, it does seem like we're doing a lot as DJs and probably a lot more than necessary. But if, if you're not prepared for certain things, their event could bomb. And uh, we don't want that to happen. So you're, you're right, Sean. And we want to make sure that we got it. Also, uh, I want to mention Steve Bowen, uh, Bowen Entertainment Australia. Because he does something different to promote himself. And I found this out and something I was like, wow, geez, you know, maybe I can think outside the box myself and uh, do something like this. I don't race a car like he does, but he puts uh, his logo on his car. He races cars for mm -hmm. a hobby, I think. I don't think it's a living. He probably does win money. I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's why he's doing it. I'm not sure. But he has a... Uh, his uh, Bowen Entertainment right on there. And I thought, wow, that's a good thing to go ahead and uh, think outside the box and try something like that. You can also find these DJs on DJ and TV. And always, uh, there's a lot of good information on there. So it looks like we're out of time, Howie. So you have any closing comments? I just wanted to thank Sean and, and Jimmy and yourself and uh, John, who we can see the Dish Jockey News logo in the background. And thank you all for tuning in. All righty, Robin, back to you. <laughs> I was going to give it a good five seconds there, Howie. Oh, that was five. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. I was counting it. <laughs> Jimmy's our timer. I'm here again with Howie, Jimmy, and Sean going over things that we should be doing before your event. Jimmy, we all know that we don't show up at, at an event or a backyard party unless we're prepared. <laughs> uh, what do you do, Jimmy? Just a few little things that you might do. A, a number one, a equipment list. All right. 
Um, many times in the past, I've gotten on my trip. Um, the worst case scenario was uh, three years ago, I left at like three in the morning with the house kind of dark and everything and um, made it all the way halfway through South Carolina and realized I left my luggage behind. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not really good. I had to go clothes shopping when I got down there. And um, I'm a big boy. I can't just go anywhere. So that um, equipment list is important. Absolutely. You, everything. But the first steps that you might take, say, after you get the client and you find out the venue, what, what are you going to do next, Jimmy? After first thing, you, before I give a quote to anybody, um, if the venue's local, I'll, I'll swing by there, take a look at it. Um, if I don't know it already, um, if it's like an hour or two away, that, you know, that, that's a little bit harder. And I use Google Earth and um, a lot of online presence, look at pictures, everything, get a lay of the land. You know, if I got to go up two flights of stairs, my price isn't the same as <laughs> if yeah. it's, you know, rolling on a ramp. You know well, what I mean? Yeah, I like to get in there, um, you know, check out the venue, say hello to the owner, and find out how they run their business, and find out where they're planning on sticking you. <laughs> because, I mean... I'm not going to agree with most of the time where they, you know, they want to put you in the corner or something like that. But I also like to check out the breaker box and I'm sure Howie does that. Checking out the breaker boxes. I sure do. Um, what well, my first thing is for, as far as gig prep goes is that I will ask for a list of the other vendors um, in particular, the photographer, and so that I can uh, be on the same page with them, basically, because uh, the very first thing that we're going to do is make a timeline and get you know a list of their songs and so forth. And then I, I it it has never failed if I can get a hold of the photographer and work with them, we will we we will have a successful event. So. That would be my tip. Okay. And as far as uh, when you get to the venue? Uh, what I do, if they're local, um, I will do a site inspection. And as part of that, I have, um, I have my, uh, my circuit tester. <clears throat> and I also have, which I highly recommend, it's only $20, is to get a kilowatt. And uh, just plug something in, and you know, to see, uh, you you'll be able to tell when you actually hook up your equipment what your draw is. Um, and if you're on another circuit, I had a fellow message me uh, just last week that he had trouble at an event, and his speakers were popping and cutting in and out, and it turned out that he was on the same circuit that refrigeration was on. And whenever the compressor kicked in, there would be a voltage drop. And so those are the things that I, I'm careful to look for. You know? Yeah. You know, you know, that happened to me once. 
<laughs> it's happened to all of us if you've been around long enough. <laughs> John, how's your prep? What do you what do you do right when you find out you're gonna you, you've got that gig you, you know you're gonna do this event for these maybe it's a wedding or I'm gonna say wedding I know not everybody wants to hear wedding all the time but I'm gonna say wedding and you've got that wedding and she tells you your venue what's the next step you're gonna take reach out to the uh, to the event reps at the venue um, talk to them via email. Uh, talk to them on the phone, definitely do a site visit. Um, yeah, just, just keeping that communication, um, open, proactive and addressing concerns. I know, uh, one wedding I did, we had, or just recently we had, uh, the dancing on a cloud and, and the event coordinator uh, at the hotel was a, a bit apprehensive because, uh, they hadn't done that before. So she was afraid of, uh, smoke alarms going off and I was able to, just you know just address her concerns get the right people plugged in um asking her to bounce the concern off of the maintenance uh folks and uh then also timing things so right so that so that, that cloud would stay on the ground rather than be dissipated by the air conditioning system so yeah plugging in with the venue staff um is just i see it as an essential point of success and if they, if they love you then you're going to be top of mind when when somebody comes in their office and is looking for a quality DJ, quality MC. Yeah, I probably over worry because I I take photos of the layout. I mm -hmm. I have a, a a sketch pad. I'll draw where the outlets are at, and I also <laughs> go as far as making sure the gaff tape color is going to match. <laughs> and if I have enough that I might need, and I, you know, it's just pretty much, if you know what uh, system that you're going to use, you try to figure out how much gaff tape you're going to need. One of, the, one of the big things is um, for your grand entrances and other elements is locating the lights and how they work, whether certain banks will turn off, um, some won't. You know, yeah, there's no control over them, and some will take everything out, and nobody can walk anywhere because there's no light. So it's find that happy balance where, yeah, can we dim it a little bit to create that mood and ambiance? Also, it doesn't hurt to ask if there's somebody going to be a you know available, you know, the day of the event there that for the venue. So you have somebody to talk to if you do have a problem, you know, is this outlet hooked onto this, you know, if you don't have a way to, uh, you know, check everything out. But I do like to have somebody there to, in case something comes up, it's nice to have a name. You do that, uh, making sure that there's somebody you can talk to, Sean? Definitely. Um, I like to reach out and just... Uh, send out an introductory email to them, and then also uh, get their get their contact number uh, if possible. If something comes up, um, just reach out to them. Yeah, I, I think what's really been what's really driven my success, uh, especially working with venues, is just just being friendly, uh, just being proactive, um, just addressing concerns, being open, and being available too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have any tricks that you have if you can't get to the venue? 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, again, I, I guess usually I'm able to to make it to the venue. I think it's just carving out some time. Um, I yeah, I, I think yeah, just carving out some time. I and um, has has helped me just to um, yeah, just to to make yeah, as I mentioned, make make time for before that site visit. Uh, well, it's nice that, like Jimmy was saying earlier, that you can go on the internet, too, and check it out. Like, when he went to Florida, mm -hmm. I'm sure he didn't travel all the way to Florida. <laughs> did you travel all the way to Florida, Jimmy, and uh, do a site inspection, or did you go on the internet? Oh, I went on the internet, and, uh, you know, I used Google Earth, you know, to get a lay of the land. Um, in some of the cir circumstances, the 3D view really helps out a lot. You can spin around and see certain things that you normally wouldn't see. Also, what I do is I, I just Google the name of the place and I go images. So I look mm -hmm. on Google images for everything available on that locale. And um, yeah, um, street level, you name it. And um, you, know, you can see layouts like uh, Howie and I have a wedding coming up, and I pulled up all kinds of images of the venue and mm -hmm. sent Howie and say, hey, we can set up this way, we can set up that way, but we're going to have issues if we have to go another way. Yeah, if, if people haven't used Google View, they really need to check it out. You can even look into the backyard of a venue, you know, if that's where you're setting up in the back, you can look in the back and figure out what they're talking about or what the bride said where you're going to set or, you know, or whomever the planner. Like I said, I do DIY stuff. So I'm usually always talking to the bride about everything and helping her out with stuff. Back to gear preparation. I have three systems, but it really doesn't matter how many you have, even if you just have one. So pre-event, you set up the system and, you know, you, Getting everything together, your cables, your mics, your lights, the sound. And I, I try to do that. I try to, to you know, the system I'm going to use, I try to set everything up just before the event and make sure everything's working. Then I pack it up and I put it in a corner and before I load it and I go over a list. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll have a list and I'll check it twice. It's like Santa Claus or something there. But, uh, you know, I did hear one thing that, that was kind of really weird. People saying they were charging their lights. And I, I heard DJ say they use uh, eight-hour lights. And they've used them at one event. And they still have four hours left. You still think that's enough juice? And you're going to take that chance, Howie? I mean, this is bothering me. So I got to mention it. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't take the chance personally because I, you know, just the scientists in me um, wouldn't allow that. Uh, and I know that the batteries are not going to be harmed by topping them off. So why not top them off? Um, I know I know what you're you're speaking of because there are some uh, fixtures out there that will go 
12 hours. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing a four hour event on a Friday and a four hour event on a Saturday, you're good to go with one charge. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah. I just don't think showing up to an event and hanging on, if you only have four hours that you think is solid and the event goes an extra hour and then your lights start dimming down or say the, mm -hmm. the batteries are not as good as they should be <laughs> in some mm -hmm. pictures and you start mm -hmm. losing juice around three hours. And you know, what are you going to do after setting all those lights up? You're going to have to give a refund or something. So, you know, mm -hmm. just a few things that people should do like testing out your mics. You guys test your mics out and the batteries. Make sure you have plenty of batteries, Sean. Yeah, definitely have spare batteries. Definitely rescan uh, the mic once you have people there. You don't know who's walked in. Everybody's carrying a, a cell phone, so I mean there can be additional electrical interference. So yeah, just to make sure. I think Howie uh, coined this phrase: "Have a backup to the backup." There yeah. you go. Yeah, I. Yeah. There was somebody said about, uh, something about carrying stuff for years and they haven't had to use it. Well, my thought is I might carry around a little too much weight, but you know, it's, it's, hey, it's there. It makes you comfortable. Even if you have to dump a whole case to find a little teeny part, you're, you're good. You know, you can hurry up and switch over really quick. I try to carry my little things uh, in a small case. Like the little attachment things, I carry those in a small case. And some people have backpacks and stuff like that. Jimmy, you have a backpack or you carry those little um, things? Actually, I carry a Hercules uh, tool bag hmm. from, uh, from Harbor Freight. I actually bought a bunch of them. And uh, they have little pockets on them for the smaller stuff. Um Recently, I went and bought like 40 AA uh, over at, uh, you know, uh, Costco, you know, and got a hell of a deal on it. I think it was like 14 bucks for 40 of them. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I grab a handful, throw it in a Ziploc bag, and, and away I go. And I, I throw away a battery. I throw away batteries, you know, if they're dead. Yeah, you know, um, sometimes you can bring them home and use them in remotes. You got that from Howie. Uh, yeah. Use TV remotes because, you know, they don't take nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's what I was going to say something about Howie. And he, he really relies on rechargeables. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. yeah. He's a real big fan of what brand did you say? You, you told me the brand that you used one day. Um, it, it's not a brand as so much as the chemical composition. I, I just, I, I, I use the nickel metal hydrate, um, you know, latest generation on those. Uh, and if you notice that the newer lights, like, uh, the ape lab lights that are out, they're nickel metal hydrate because... Yeah. There is no hazardous shipping involved with that. If you get lithium, it takes forever to get to you. Um, and there's a premium on that because they're sequestered during shipping and in warehouses and so forth. So I just, uh, I went with them for uh, 
it was an engineering compromise on my part, and I know that they're reliable. They only got a bad rep years ago when the first generation, you would charge it, but you'd have to use it immediately because in a couple of days, it would, it would drop off. Now, you can charge it, and you can come back six months later, and there's 90% of the charges still there. So for me, the economics told me that that I do so much with them that I could save a lot of money over the lithium, and that's why I use them. With the exception of the wireless mics, because I consider every event that I do mission critical, and I use the uh, you know Duracell alkaline uh, batteries for those. Yeah. The the other ones I can just I can run them and run them in parallel. And I just, you know, for anything from my uplights to my battery-powered amp I build to anything, I, I, you know, yeah, that's what I go with. Yeah, sorry, everybody, if you couldn't follow that, because uh, Howie's uh, next to uh, Ben Stowe <laughs> really gets geeky on us. Yeah, yeah, Ben and I are kindred spirits. He coined that uh, phrase he said we are kindred spirits <laughs> well that's the abc's of prep work remember backup equipment the worst can happen and usually it will so make sure you have backup equipment hey um robin yeah oh this is from, this is two years ago oh geez that thing is still lighting up <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I charged those two years ago when when they had he won the uh the uh, the uh, auction or the 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 twelve days of Christmas you won that. Yep. You're not getting one, Sean. So don't think about we're, it. We're we're at thirty point three volts. Wow! Yeah, yeah. this is dynamite. I bid on that, but uh, Jimmy outbid me that day. Are Are you sure thirty? Really? Yeah. After wow, well, all right. So there you go. Anecdotally, not scientifically, the uh, nickel nickel metal hydrate batteries work just as well as the lithium at a fraction of the cost, and they don't catch on fire. <laughs> and for those of you who have never seen this before, this is designed and built by Howie Darkstar. It is a complete amplifier that you can run and mixer and mixer. Yep. <laughs> And lovingly named Yeah, Howie Box. <laughs> Brian did that. I called that the V2 because that was the second version. <laughs> okay, Howie, go ahead and end this topic and oh, sign us really off. Quick. Oh, uh, they can run a uh, mixer and uh, an amp on there, correct? Or can it run... Yes, it's okay. it's a uh, it's an amplifier and a mixer that is powered by AA batteries, and it will last eight hours, and it powers passive speakers and and your wireless mic too. And it powers the wireless mic, anything uh, twelve volts. Actually, you could power anything, um, any little dongles that you might need. It'll power. Uh, two cordless mics or three, and um, yeah, um, it can be configured to anything. Yeah, it has the built-in app, and and really, yeah. PV should have uh, took your design and ran with that instead of what they did with their stuff. Sorry, PV. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't always have a plug wherever we go. So yeah, yeah, it's uh, I 
yeah, I use it a lot uh, for uh, summer uh, picnics that I do, um, especially if it's near water. There's, I tell, they get where I'm like, oh, can you do a pool party? And what about that? I go, don't worry about me. I I don't use extension cords near a pool, so um, you know, it's 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 perfect. It's I I originally made it, um, you know for Brian to make it easy to set up all in one. And then he would just have to carry the speaker. And then I realized, wow, I can use this as a main uh, because it's, I get that much sound pressure level out of it. Um, I, you know, I just, I hooked up with Ben Stowe and ran the, the math by him. And oh. I said, I said, Ben, can you recommend a turn grade speaker that, that, that I could use and he recommended one for me and a week later I had two speakers that I consistently get asked to turn down <laughs> <laughs> I know you ran that one time just for testing uh, like 10 hours yes yes wow, wow that's amazing yes yeah, so I, I call it an eight-hour speaker that, that system has saved the day where how he got locked out of the power box Mm, and, yeah. and then there was water in the power box. All right. And oh, you, yeah. know, you don't mess with that. Nah, yeah, it, it, it's just, uh, but there are many uh, commercial offerings out there now that, uh, of course, you know, since I built that a few years ago. And I'm glad that the manufacturers are paying attention to, to what we need. And, and I would suggest that uh, anybody should. Uh, at least either whether you're going to build your own or buy the commercially available ones um, that, that are out there to, to just have that in your vehicle, you could save the day. Like that lady was so grateful that, that it was like a very, it was very, it was her daughter's graduation from, uh, from uh, medical school and it meant everything to her. Um, and you can, what would you do if the power went out at a wedding? And I've had that happen to me and they light candles and boom, here I am with the music. And it just, it became even more special for those people that everything went smoothly. So I'm real serious when I say stress-free, I guarantee a stress-free, no matter what happens. Yeah, I'm sure you yeah. can handle it. And yeah. tip worthy. And for that, yeah. we're going on to our next topic. Everybody right. say goodnight right now. Right. <laughs> Thank you all. The next topic. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the DJ NTV gang is back again. This is kind of funny. We're doing topics tonight. And we're going to dive right in to talk about the right music for your event. And I'm sorry about that squeal right there. I just think it's just it's so cute having all these guys together and able to talk about DJ stuff. I'm really enjoying it. Music can knock down a wall or it can open connections between your client. Communication is everything. And I'm going to jump right in with Howie again. You know the importance it is. How important is it, Howie, to make sure your client knows that they're going to enjoy the music that you're going to play for their event? For me, 
because I love what I do and this is what I've done my whole life, uh, it just, it, it's like having a cup of coffee in the morning. I go, mm, I feel so much better. And knowing that they have peace of mind and that they've had a great event, it, there's, there's not a feeling like it. Um, if you you truly love what you do, like I do, uh, it's 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 hard to describe to someone who is maybe just in it for the money, or it's a side job or something. Uh, but uh, I just it's easy for me to uh, put people at ease when they first contact me, um, and I, it's just something I was born with that I can reassure them and back it up with video and pictures uh, that I will make your event stress-free. And when they trust me and we're, we're a good fit, I, I don't sweat it. I really don't sweat anything. As some of us make playlists, but I know Jimmy has a 250 gig hard drive and he kind of does things a little different. Jenny, you want to elaborate on how you do that with 250 gig hard drive? That's, that's an update, by the way. It's actually 170. And um, oh. I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I cut away the fat. Mm -hmm. I cut away the junk they'll never play. All right. The, the, the room crushers, the, you know, the, the the downers all right mm -hmm. i keep party hits and eclectic favorites in there i mean yeah there's there's things that i play that other people don't and it's just my it's my thing all right and they want to hire me for me all right not because i can play somebody's playlist if somebody gives me a 200-song playlist, they're not my client. I hate to say it, but they're not. They want a, they want a jukebox. Well, not 250-song playlist or whatever. I've gotten them. No. People I mean, are you guys using uh, music apps like Spotify and Fun Wedding app or something like that? I, I use the... Um, I use the, basically the you know the top two hundred um, by DJ Intelligence, all right, and and fill in a little bit here and there, and basically, you know, I just create a list, and they can go down and check off what ones they want. Yeah, I'm digging for something, so I want to know how Sean, do you use Spotify or uh, what uh, Fun Wedding? Fun Wedding. Wow, uh, Robin, what I think I really focus on is just being curious with, with a couple to find out what they love, what they like. Um, it, it usually comes out in the conversation, whether it be an in-person conversation or, or on Zoom. Uh, yeah, you get hints, then you figure out uh, their age range. Uh, then you, I, I think the key thing that I've seen that's, that's made me successful is just being very curious uh, about the wedding, um, about the guests. So you can find out a lot of information about who likes what, uh, even, you know, even calling, uh, you know, 
calling like the mother-in-law or the I mean, future mother-in-law or father-in-law uh, make some time to do that, to connect and find out if, is, is there a special song that they love? Yeah, I, that's really helped me. Well, there's some new things being done with uh, Spotify and uh, Fun Wedding. People um, with Spotify, you can have your client give you a, their Spotify playlist that they might want so you have an idea. You don't have to play their playlist or not all of it. You know, take some songs off of it, make them happy. But people are using that as a way to make sure they can interact with the client faster and, and get that information back faster. And the fun wedding app is also another way to do that. So. I don't, I don't worry too much about a music playlist. Uh, you know, the, the thing that I want is what do you want to hear for the grand entrance? What do you want for your first dance and the, and the, and the parents dances? Um, and then, Hey, Give me, give me 10 songs that you might like to hear, and I'll know what you like. And then we have the cocktail hour and dinner hour to throw stuff out to see what sticks. And uh, I, 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 Jimmy, we didn't make a playlist other than we knew what we were going to do in North Carolina. We knew what song was going to be the first dance and what to play during the grand entrances but I, I stuff out there and they dance they were dancing through everything uh because you you can pick up on that and and they did have watch they did have a few must plays and then they were happy to say oh i can trust these guys and I that's just how I roll. I don't I I don't take a a, a forty. If somebody gives me forty or fifty must play songs. You might as well have a jukebox because that's you know that's four hours right there because you know they're going to have activities and in real time you really only have maybe two two and a half hours of dancing for real. Yeah, twenty twenty songs an hour is the best unless you're unless right. you're hot mixing. Right, yeah. and nobody wants that at a wedding. No, I kind of like to have a playlist. I might look at it a little bit scientifically. I don't know. I like to put their stuff in with my stuff and mm -hmm. see what's going to fit a little bit. But I don't necessarily stick to it because if I can see something else is working a little better or somebody gives me a request, I'm going to change it up. But mm -hmm. I don't mind having that playlist because I'm a single up and I'm doing so many different things and I might just hurry up and run and go start another song real quick while I'm doing something else like uh, you know that dancing on the clouds or something it's not mine's not that fantastic dancing on the clouds I have the American DJ Fogger thing but it does really well and I can't do everything all the time so it's not like it, I use it as a total crutch but I do like to have it and Spotify, another thing with the Spotify is uh, you hear younger DJs say they don't know the 70s or they don't know the 80s uh, music. Well, you can use Spotify, you know, jump in there and start listening to the stuff. Get to know, the, know what the music's like. You, you don't always have to like it, but your clients are going to like it, so you really need to know it. Mm -hmm. um, one of the big things is look at your play counts. 
Go on. If there's something you want to play, mm -hmm. go on. See how many play counts there are on Spotify. How many are on YouTube? All right. If the stuff is under under a million, it really isn't that big of a deal. You know, if it's only got a couple hundred thousand, and it's like from the artist Vivo or whatever. Yeah, it's it's not that hot. And uh, one of the things is visual. Take visual cues and active cues from mm -hmm. the people around you as you play the songs and work through the night. All right, there's so much. You know, everybody says reading the crowd, reading the crowd. Trust me, you read the crowd and you look for subtleties. You know, are they smiling? Are at least 50% of the people smiling, even though they're engaged in a conversation? They're smiling and, you know, they're, they're laughing and playing, you know, it, you know, you're, you know, you're connecting. Yeah. They're tapping their toes. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go get yourself a soda or something from the bar, stop by a couple of tables and say, Hey, how you doing? Introduce mm -hmm. yourself. Make it a personal connection. Right. You don't have to sit there and hang over them like a car dealer. Just casually slide through, you know, and make a little connection. And invite them and say, hey, you know, later on, if you come up with an, you know, a, an idea for a song, come on up. Let me know what you'd like to hear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy, when you're, when you're walking around, when you're, when, uh, when you're doing that at an event, you're also listening to see how it sounds. You know, is it too mm -hmm. loud? Is it too quiet? Because mm -hmm. uh, I know, uh, know there, there are some people who will blast the music, and if you're at a wedding or, or a party, it's just going to drive people away. Uh, mm -hmm. And you just want to make, you want to make, and, and Brian talked about this a bit, have like a zone, your hot zone for the dance floor, and then a conversational area. Mm -hmm. You mentioned, Jimmy, people are going to be talking, and you don't, you want to. You don't want to have uh, the music compete for the com compete with the conversation, or else they're going to to leave and they're not even going to come to the dance floor. They're, they're just going to be out. Yeah. I um, my yeah. big thing. My big thing is that I always when I meet with my clients, whether online or in person, um, mm -hmm. I always stress to them: keep grandma away from the speakers. <laughs> right? Yeah. Put her if she's got to be on the dance floor. Put her at the furthest edge of the dance floor, all right? Don't put her on the sides where she's going to get walloped, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm using the EV50s, and I, you know, I, I get good dispersion, so it's not, you know, it's going to travel. Now, how he knows that, um, you know, I don't kill it. Um, you know, I do not overblast people. Um, I rarely go over 90 decibels during cocktail or dinner. Sometimes you have to because the crowd is that big and that loud and the room is bangy. You know, that's, it doesn't have a lot of softness to it. That's because um, I bring a decibel meter and tell you to turn down. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I turn around and tell you to turn down for what? Yeah, they place turn down what. Hey, thanks, guys. That was, uh, that was a great round there. Well, um, we're going we to go ahead and uh, wrap this one up. Go ahead, Howie. And, uh, I just All wanted right. to say one thing before we do that. 
Don't forget to check out DJNTV's many videos. Click on this jockey news, then videos, and then there is a search feature that helps you find any topic that you might be interested in. Go ahead, Howie. Alrighty. Hey, and another plug for we have a feature at Disc Jockey News called The Insider, and we have a lot of exclusive content there that you you will not see in a YouTube video anywhere. By the top people in the industry have all uh, participated, or most of them, and it's and it's an ongoing thing. They they're on on Monday nights. And if you join up the insider area, you have access to all the back catalog stuff and much, much more. And so, you can watch it. Your you can watch it. Your time frame. Yes, I'll get it. That's the point. So thank you all very much for tuning in. Have a good night. Here we are again, this time talking about thoughts on personal qualities we think a DJ must have. And let's jump in with uh, DJs being reliable. I think you should be their guy. The DJ, your client doesn't need to worry about. If you say you're going to do something, do it. And do you feel that way, John? Do you do you stick to every word you tell your client you're going to do? Yes. Yes, it's it's important to be reliable because they're they're putting their trust in you, and um, it's also I know we mentioned it in another video or earlier today. Um, it's important to you know, have that backup, and as as you mentioned it, Robin, uh, being a being efficient. I mean that that's a benefit if. You know, if the officiant doesn't make it, you're there, and the wedding, the wedding goes. It doesn't stop. It, it goes on. That, that, that's, it's essential that, to make their day successful. Yes. Yes. You believe in being reliable, Howie? Of course, we know we can count on Howie Darkstar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, it, I believe it's it. It's just you either are or you aren't. And um, I think that has a lot to do with my mom. And so I was I was just brought up that way, uh, you know, to do more. And then also, you know, I'm an Eagle Scout and be prepared and, uh, you know, uh, honest, trustworthy, brave, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean and irreverent. So yeah, it's just it's just in me. I can't I can't change that, you know. Uh, it, and it just comes out. And I when I give, I always get back more than I've given. I I found that to be true. I mean, w when Sean mentioned on one of the uh, first uh, shows here in this series um, that you know when he reached out and we became friends, I've I've actually learned a lot from him. Um, so, I mean, why wouldn't I, you know, uh, be reliable and and answer calls and 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 be that guy that that that, that they can depend on?
Yeah, I, I think it I? starts. Yeah, it starts from the first meeting. Be on time for that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Sean, you went. Oh, there you go. Are you unmuted yourself? Yeah. You're going to be on time, John. I know you will. Definitely. Something that's been important to me is just to, to wear that smile, uh, to be welcoming, be, be available, uh, be present, uh, be encouraging. I mean, we might be the first person that a groom sees uh, before he walks up to the altar. I mean, there's, there's so many, so many butterflies going on in, uh, in one stomach. I remember for me, it was like a, a, a omelet with too much hot sauce. That's what I had <laughs> before, before my wedding. I mean, yeah. Wow. I wasn't going to eat the rest of the day, but being able to be encouraging, um, yeah, mm -hmm. and just to, to be resilient, so that when when there's when there's a challenge, our guests, our clients, they don't know it because we're handling it. Mm -hmm. Jimmy, I know you've been around for a long time, long, 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 long time, and I know you you're that guy that they can count on to. Yeah, you know, um, always bringing extra stuff. I mean, as simple as I have a wired mic plugged in, just in case the you know the the wireless craps out. Um, having having over the counter medication in case somebody has a headache in the bridal party, um, and you know, little mini sewing kit. Uh, you know, all those emergency things that seem so simple, but they can make or break somebody's day. Um, you know, leave early. You know, if your wedding is at 2 o'clock and you have, you know, and you're planning on being there two hours early and it's an hour away, I'm leaving about three and a half. You know, because you never know. Sometimes even more if it's further away or it's a troublesome, like you got to go down a highway that is known for having traffic jams because of the thing. You always have to plan way ahead and prepare for the worst case scenario. Yeah, I think if, if you want to implant to a new client that you are reliable, uh, I think the first steps to that are responding promptly to whatever form of communication uh, they whether they call you return the call if it's a message you return the message promptly and one of the things i do is i i even tell them things that aren't really necessary um just so that they know that i'm working on this like i'll do a site inspection and I'll fire off a, a, a message or whatever, whatever method they've chosen to communicate through and say, I just visited your venue today and I am so excited for you and, and, and your betrothed. This is a wonderful place. The staff is fantastic. And, you know, just, you know, they're like, wow. Well, we didn't ask for this. You know, they're going to, they know you're showing up. If, if yes. You took, took the trouble to do a site inspection. Yes, I think that is. Uh, when you're reliable and you're good to your word, word will get around. Mm -hmm. People will know that, hey, you can count on this guy. 
Another thing I think is a good quality is uh, being social. And that doesn't just mean, you know, being social with other people. It also means being social like you and uh, Jimmy working together, like you guys work together. Yeah. And you guys do. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on my smile right now. I, I just have to bring that game up a little bit. Yeah, I used to have uh, a pretty much a killer smile, and over the years, <laughs> you start losing that. It's just life does get to you, but people need to see that the real you and the you that you're going to bring to their event. Yeah, and so man. that's part of being social is that smile that Sean was talking about earlier is to have that smile and everything and mm-hmm. networking with uh, other DJs. And do you network with other DJs, Sean? Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, in the chapter, our local chapter of the Bay Area. Uh, well, of the, let me try that again. I'm in the uh, local chapter of the ADJA. So uh, it's, yeah, when I need help, I can call and, and get help. Uh, on my events with people that I'm familiar with working with. Uh, additionally, there's a, some great training, great encouragement. Um, yeah, and think of another person or more people to bounce ideas off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's it's just amazing to uh, to be able to. I think as DJs, sometimes we can just hide, uh, just hide, and and just be fearful that that somebody will take our business. They'll they'll take our um, they'll take take our, our hook, those things that, that, that uh, get people's attention. But really, I don't see that's the case. I see that um, in reaching out, I've, you know, I've learned new MC skills. I've gone to courses. Um, I've, I've learned about uh, essential meetings, uh, local meetings that have really been beneficial uh, to me. Networking, yeah, I, I reach out. That's, I mean, that, that is important. You got a personal quality uh, that you think a trait that you would think, Jimmy, that you would think is important. Um. Yeah, I keep I keep old women who are freezing cold warm. They always love hugging on me because I'm warm. Um, <laughs> I'm so warm. So being warm is a good trait. I'm telling you. I, the old ladies will come up to me. Hi, how you doing? I, I shake their hand, and they're like, "Oh, your hands are so warm." And I, I hold their hand. I go, "Do you mind?" And I put my other hand over it, and they're like, "Ooh, that!" that. And they, end up, they end up snuggling up to me. And well, that might not be a good thing. That might get you in trouble nowadays. No, 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 no. There's nothing bad about this. This, you know. I'm their grandson. I'm, you know, I'm their son. You know, and they're, and they, they just, they trust me. And then the, uh, the other people see, wow, you know, Aunt Betty is, you know, loves the DJ. Let's go see what's up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Howie mentioned something on, I'm going to get out of that one. <laughs> Howie mentioned something on Ben Stowe's post. And it was the word that really, stood out to me because I really believe in this and I know you're probably we're going to say it Howie but I'm going to say because you mentioned on Ben Stowe's post 
about integrity. Yes. That one word. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, what can I say? I'm a Boy Scout, you know. Uh, <laughs> there's just, I, I just, I, I, I got to say, I, in my youth, you know, I would do things wrong. Once you become uh, to the age of reasoning and you know right from wrong, um, I have always felt ugly inside if I did something wrong. And, um, uh, I, you know, like any kid, uh, you know, going through school, I've been in, you know, uh, fist fights and stuff. And, you know, you know, I just, I, I always felt ugly afterwards and, and I don't like that. And I love to make people laugh and smile. And, and, and when I got involved in the theater and I was doing some stand up comedy and stuff and all that stuff from high school on up, it just grabbed a hold of me and said, make people smile. And I left those old ways behind and, um, I haven't felt ugly about myself in a very, very long time. And, uh, I, and that's because you, if you operate and your, your motives are pure and they're done with love, that's integrity. Uh, when, when a bride says, I want the works and I want to hire you for the, and, or, or do the upsell for the uplights. And I will tell her there's, there's no need for uplighting in this particular room because of the layout you have. Uh, you have so many people it will be ineffective and I can't take your money. That's, that's integrity and that gets around, you know. The quality it, of being an honest person. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it always comes back. I, I have not, it's like a smile. I can't give a smile away because it keeps getting returned to me just as integrity gets returned to me as well. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's it, it, when they, you, you want to make a better world and, and a better society. It, it starts with me and well, let it go out. And I think that, the, and I and I see that in a lot of people. I see that in Sean's daily walks when he goes live. I see I see that in Jimmy when he's being creative with the graphics for for somebody that oh they just want this and he goes over and above and beyond. And then when I see him spin, it's like wow, you know, <laughs> they didn't they didn't ask they they wanted dancing during you know, the dancing portion, but he had him dancing, you know, from cocktail through dinner and, and then Robin yourself, uh, there's an, a lot of integrity there. I, I, I admire you so much for the way that you take care of your son and the way that you handle, you know, your, your, your personal affairs and you're always out there hustling and helping people. I mean, every one of you, I ha I know personal stories that I won't reveal here, where you have helped people personally, um, without compensation, and that to me is the height of integrity. Hey, Sean, um, you did military service, right? Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Army. Uh, yeah. I want to thank you and Robin for your service to our country. Absolutely. And, you know, people don't understand. I, I tried to go in the military. I tried to go in the Navy and, uh, and for uh, medical reasons, I didn't make the cut. Oh, uh, wait a minute. You told me it be, to me back you told then, me so it that's be, not it. Um, wait, you, but, you told uh, me that they wouldn't accept you because they wanted you to wear a shirt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was trying to warm up to the sergeant. Yeah, I was, I was, I was holding the sergeant's sergeant. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Cold. John, any any personal traits that you think is uh, necessary or would be great for a G DJ? Who? Oh, me? Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> Sorry for the high voice again. Uh, no, it, it's okay. <laughs> Yeah, so we covered reliability. We covered uh, smile. Um, I would say, gosh, a internal drive to be better and better. Uh, we talk about it with the with the backup. Um, uh, we we've touched on like MC skills, on monograms, on on mixing, on choosing the right songs. Uh, yeah, there's there's. I mean, for the people who are going to be successful. They, I mean, they just need to. I would say let the, let the mind wander into what can be. Uh, put that phone away. Don't do it right now. But uh, yeah, at some point, just unplug and just just dream, dream, and, and then write down your goals. Uh, stick to those goals. You know, get in front of some people. Don't be the smartest one in the room. Find a, find another room if you're the smartest one in that room. Mm -hmm. And nowadays we have. You know, we have all the all these internet resources. You have live shows like this. You have local associations. You can find a room of people who can help you run faster and faster and know more and more. So yeah, those I think that zest for more knowledge and that generosity to, to give give that knowledge out to others so that it's not just hoarding all that knowledge. It's it's depositing you know, just just depositing that just freely in others' lives. That's yeah, that's what, what I see is important. Yeah. I also think like perseverance, you know, not giving up when something goes wrong because you you have to be able to stick with things and be prepared, of course. I had a uh, lost electricity and I, I had a battery powered speaker and everybody's been through things, but you can't give up. And you have to stick with whatever, you know, whatever comes at you. And it doesn't matter what happens. You know, you don't get in a, in a, a gig for a long time. Well, you don't give up. You stick with it. You persevere. You, you check into what other people are doing. You do whatever you need to do. And, uh, you know, Howie, he, he's a... Uh, a really great example to follow as far as somebody that persevered. I mean, this guy has so many tricks in his little bag of many, many tricks and he's always ready for whatever's going to happen next. And he just doesn't give in or give up. And he's somebody to really, you know, to, to keep an eye on. <laughs> Got to keep an eye on Howie because you're going to learn from him. Well, I'll tell you, one of the personality traits that I would encourage others to develop uh, that I, I have 
is that I know I don't know it all. I'm, I am still teachable and I am not afraid at all to ask for advice. Uh, uh, I have not arrived. I'm not there. As a matter of fact, I was talking with Sean earlier today uh, on a topic and, and I had reached out to some other people and uh, we pretty much universally agreed that it were like, I don't know, but we got to be working on this. So now I have, uh, you know, a small group of people that are working on, on something together that, that we all haven't mastered. You know, uh, it just remaining teachable um, and, you know, not arrogant. Uh, that would be, that, that's big for me. That's big for me. And I, I just, I just, I have that thirst for knowledge that I, I need to know. Yeah. yeah. Brian has remained humble too. And I, I really oh, like yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's, he's become a brother. We're just... It's just amazing how much we think alike when it comes to these sort of ideas that we, we come up with. And, um, but very, very, very humble about it. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and he, he gives, you know, um, I think that's why we became so tight. You know, we're very, very similar personalities. So. Yeah. I'm, well, that's, I'm, how, I'm, that's how um, Brian and I kind I'm of, had, you know, um, he was uh, he was doing a gig at the uh, casino. I'm like, well, dude, why don't I make you a little, you know, graphic bumper for your New Year's Eve gig? And, you know, I could throw these things together. I, you know, I've been working in television for years and I can, you know, I could throw stuff together that looks pretty good and looks higher dollar and more complex than what it really is. Um, and I just, I'm like, dude, he goes, what do I, you know, what do I owe you? I go, don't worry about it, man. You know, it's one, one guy looking out for another guy to make a, you know, makes, if it keeps him looking at the top of his game and there might be some time down the, you know, way down the road that, I might need a favor, you know, mm -hmm. and that's that. You can't, you can't, you gotta have, you gotta be able to give. Yeah. Right. You, give. You're going you're gonna to pass it on just like we have passed it on tonight. Yeah. Haven't we Robin? Yes. I, I also like taking time, like, like tonight and helping other people out. And that's why we're on here. We're not getting paid for this. <laughs> We're on here because we want to share. And uh, the newer DJs even, we want to give them a hand up. We're not asking for any charity or anything. We're just uh, wanting to uh, give. And I, don't, I think that's a great thing is to have some good traits. And uh, I believe all the people that are here tonight on the show here have a uh, very good qualities, personal qualities. And um, I haven't looked at the, you know, who's watching right now, but I've seen a few earlier, and there's some good people in there, too. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we have lots of, we have lots of uh, there are some excellent 
DJ and TV host and uh, Jim Sharon on Sunday. You guys should not miss his show. He's, he gives you all these tips on music. Oh, of course, you might have heard it or you didn't even think the name sounded good on the song like I did on one song. I'm like, okay, that is probably one of those nasty songs again. But I looked it up and it turned into a pretty good hit. Matter of fact, I think it's on Billboard number one right now. I'm not going to drop names and everything. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, check him out. And there's other good hosts on DJ and TV. And if there's anything that you can't find, a video that you can't find on Disc Jockey News videos, look up DJ and TV on Facebook. And yeah. uh, let us know what you might want to see. You know, let John know. Look up John Young on Facebook. And let us know what you might want to see. And later today, we're going to go hang out in the DJ chat. Hang out. So stick around and hang out with us. And everybody say good night. <laughs> good night. Good night, folks. Thank, Thank you so much. Night.